so much time. I know I've wasted so much time. I know so much time I know I've wasted so much time I know I've wasted so much time please Lord Sacrifice of me. 
One more time. I know I've wasted so much time. I know I've wasted so much time. I know Is what is left of? I know I've wasted someone else. I know Zeboski Tandishi Kadabasi Luprokotan Bishadabarokot. She Kadaboska Papa Rakadabasi Dabashada. All I have brought. Set your posture, set your heart, set your gaze upon the one we love. Get ready to exact, to prosecute. For the last time, Get ready to, to orchestrate, design the next, the next year of your life in these remaining seven days. Place the demand on the spirit. Speak in the language of angels. Come and bless his holy name. Zida bashata barakato kurabashade de bos. Mande kabaroko babade bashade. Radabasando shande kede babas. Rakabando shekatai libra ikumarobo shande de bos. Rabasi keteborokotande shadai libra katando shadai. Madai, Madai, Kokokota, Rekete, Libroko, Marabashanda, Dadabos, Labracadaba, Sede, Bobo, Shata, Ziko, Marabashande, Kata, Heavenly Father, we have come, oh God, Reka, Makondo, Skotora, Kata, with just one purpose in mind, Ikabado, Komarabasha, these next seven days, oh God, Ra, Makorobo, Shata, Ikababando, Sede, Bobo, Shata, these seven days will not be the same we will not enter we will not leave these remaining seven days the way we came in we will demand we will place the demand on the spirit oh god will within the will you said to jeremiah that you are the lord god of all flesh is there anything too hard for you Oh Lord, give us grace, give us the oil, give us the oil of intimacy, oh God. Libra Let us plant the heavens and lay the foundations. Mande Kabaro Bokotande Shada. Raka Papa. Roko Mande Shadai. Rekado Sila Brakatande Dabashada. In these next seven days, O oh Lord, you'll be forming nations. You'll be forming nations out of men. Manda ikapa rokomande shada. Makata papa. Radabasi debobobo shatando debokoto. Pray your culture. Put on your strength. Pray culture. 
Gird up your loins, labra ikamaroko tande sha ikapando koto. For the Lord God, makita barabasha has need of you in this season. This is our set time. I'm a wed. Mande ikando shata makada bokota rakata paroko mando shada daba. We are no longer pioses. Ah, uh, we no longer technos, but we are yours, sir. We no longer doulos. We no longer bond servants, but we are sons of the living God. A command osha, born of an incorruptible seed. Lebra ikabarabasha. It's time rakaton to declare and decree. To pull the innermost being, the innermost one, the one that was created before time. Akata ikomarababa. Speak to the, 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 the one that the Lord created. Abasha ikamaraba. Pull him out from the realm. Pull him out from the un the causal realm e kada babando shata radaba kateketete labra mando ikalo brokota zedaba shande keta father spirit of all lord of all flesh ikamaraba shande ika incline your ear incline your ear this evening come amongst us oh god rekando shadedero mande ketabo shande kete today oh lord we desire transaction Libra Ika, you say come boldly before your throne. Libra Ika Badabashetete, Makota, Radase, come boldly before your throne. Libra Ika Basa Ikatoshata, Mande Katala Bra Ikada, for deep calls unto deep. Libra in this season, O God, Namara Katando Shadaraba. We will see you in ways we've never seen you, in dimensions we've never seen you before, God. Mateda, Mark. You who dwell between the Caribbean, Makadabash, hear a cry, Lebrada, Mando Shadai, Reta Ikoma, Reketando Shadai, Reda Baba Seketele Brokota, Mado Shadele Rosha, for we are like the tree planted beside living water, O God, and in this season we will bear fruit and our leaves will never fade, Lebra Katama, for you have given us a heart of flesh, you have written your law on our hearts you have circumcised our hearts oh god in these seven days oh god if there is anything that is not of you oh god we place ourselves on the altar and we say the spirit of the living god let your holy fire burn 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 all that is not of you burn away the dross mande shadike taila brakata makoro kota de ketete mande say we do not desire to have earthly gold earthly treasures oh god our only desire to see jesus to know jesus to fellowship to kononya ratabo shandekete for you said this is eternal life to know the father marco koto to ginosko so we say oh lord ginosko ah to katalambana us oh god to katalambana us apprehend us apprehend us for the things that we were created for apprehend us oh lord mande shadai rekadaba selebaba Basheto, Marketa Ikada Selo Brokotande Shadai, Ma Ikondo Shadala Brokotonda Baba, smear the oil, O God, smear the oil of grace over us. Ah, Lebra Ikadaba, O Bashande Debu, Rakata Ikamarababa, in this season, Lord, where we speak to the constellations. 
where we speak and influence Pelides, where we loose the bands of Orion and lead Actros and his sons out. In Kabandosha, where we plant the heavens and lay the foundations. Leba, for your word said, O God, arise, shine, for the light has come. Ah, you have made us a light in this season, O God. Makedobosha, to go to darkness and grow darkness. Laba shande ketalababa sekete. Makabarata. Mande ketalaba seketa. For we'll seek to ascend the hill of the Lord, O God. We say, Jesus, wear us, O Lord, in this season. License heaven on earth. License heaven on earth through us, O God. Use our lips for battle and our tongues for war. Abado Kota. Mande Shadadaba. Rakadaba Sedebosh. Mande Kalabratando Sedababado Kos. Leba Sheketa Lubrokota. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, in this time, Lord, we are desiring encounters. Encounters. We're holding you to your word, what you said to Rev. Someone will see you, others will know that they've had spiritual feedback. This is the time, O oh Lord, where seeking callings, where we're seeking knowledge of burdens, the burdens you place in our hearts, giftings, and mantles. Lord, in this season, we're seeking to not only know the signs, but understand the times, like the sons of Issachar. grace, O oh Lord, to see you in the ways we haven't seen before. Open our spiritual eyes. Scotandi Shadai. 
Roko bande shada da da bas, mando Make your presence known. Make your presence known in our huddles, in our clusters, in our homes, in embassies. Touch us, O oh God. Touch us, O oh God. For you said that we have to worship you in spirit and in truth. Spirit of truth. Spirit of revelation. We cry out to you today. We cry out. Visit us. Visit us. Visit us, O oh God, in this season. Because we cannot do it without your Lord. We cannot do it. We are not perfect. We need you. If you list us into your armor, you said, Yes, O oh Lord, we've cut covenants. Now do what only you can do. Redeem times. Restore the lost years that the cane worm, the palm of our locust has devoured. You are God, there is nothing to hard for you. You hold the hearts of kings in your hands. You declare and decree things that be not as if they were. This season, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, lift up your voice. Those of you in Zoom, lift those voices up tonight. Give the Lord praise and glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Tabe, 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 tabe. Rokos nafra turieke bradalie. We worship you. We give you glory. Glory. 
we magnify your name we give you glory we adore you we magnify your name jesus we magnify your name we magnify your name oh, 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 oh. we magnify your name you are worthy yes lord ishaya 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 thank you lord thank you jesus thank you great messiah lamb of zion judah's lion none compares to your great name and we give you praise lord we give you praise thank you lord thank you jesus father i come before you tonight i stand in this hallowed space at this altar that you have been so faithful to frequent time and time again and this is our cry tonight that you would come in the fullness of your glory that you would visit us and leave nothing to chance we activate the word of promise that if two or three shall touch and agree and gather in your name you will grant as we require according to your will and you would be present in our midst let it be so tonight lord tonight let it be so let there be power to heal save and deliver an outbreak of your glory that triggers eternal dealings let the blue light of your spirit be released in this place tonight take us behind the veil to the next dimension take us to the place where immortals dwell take us to the source code and empower us to make changes that your name may be glorified now and forever we belong to you now and forever we belong to you now and forever this much is true we belong to you thank you for this journey we're on this week of consecration of transaction of glorification <sighs> thank you for the possibilities that are breaking forth Thank you for the lives you are changing. 
the altars you are building. We know that our lives will never be the same again. And so in advance, we say to you be all glory and praise in the precious name of Yeshua we pray amen and amen one more time would somebody clap your hands oh you people and while you're doing that you might as well shout out to our God with a voice of triumph I know about you but I serve a great God I serve a God who is able to do and not just able he is willing to do exceedingly abundantly far above all I can ask or think or imagine and the trigger is a power that is not external it's at work within me i have access to the switch of glory oh ain't that something i have access somebody say i have access i have jurisdiction over the switch of glory it's at work within it's see he's not a god out there he's a god in here and to him be all glory thank you thank you thank you tony hallelujah welcome to the quorum on a wednesday night uh this is also night four of the atonement season consecration journey uh if you just joining us on a wednesday as usual this is night four we started on sunday night uh sunday night at 6 p.m uh was the beginning of the feast or well, was the feast of of trumpets yom yom teruah uh the the also called rosh hashanah the first day of the civil hebrew new year um and as we as, as we've taught through the years uh, a pivotal season of appointment and dealing with the lord now we have spent years teaching about this especially last year this time there was a whole series talking about the atonement season and what it meant this year god said rather than re-preaching it just practice it and so i don't know chrissy if we found that playlist if we can let's make sure it's in these uh video descriptions so the people can study about the atonement season the feasts of the lord the concept of a moed of an appointment with god the the understanding of how the sun moon stars and the the planetary bodies are for times for years for seasons and for and for days and all that good stuff and and so they can understand why this of all the points in the year is the prime time it's like a handle see um i need you to understand something and by the way for those of you who are joining us by zoom you're welcome if you're joining us on youtube on the kingdom culture youtube channel you're welcome if you're joining us on youtube on the prayer culture youtube channel you're also welcome if you're joining us on facebook you're welcome uh tonight it's a multi-platform experience and wherever you're coming from it's an equal opportunity uh, access to the glory of God you are welcome um good to see you Sharon how you doing and so um you must understand this that 
the kingdom of God works by handles. Somebody say handles. Oh, I feel him already. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The concept is that God uses a small subset to control a bigger subset. God uses the tribe of Levi as the priesthood to sanctify and deal with the whole of Israel. He uses Israel as a nation. He says, in you shall all to Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And the same thing works with time. God uses small pockets of time to control larger pockets of time. He uses times of a day to control the whole day. The Bible says, as morning shows the day. Someone say morning shows the day. David says, early in the morning, I will rise to you. God acts Job, he says, have you ever taken a hold of the morning and shaken all wickedness out of the earth? In essence, you call the morning the time when you hit the snooze button. God calls it a handle. Somebody say a handle. He says, have you taken hold of the morning, the dawn? And, and that's why I've said if you're a Christian, at least once a week, the sun should meet you up. At least once a week. You should be in the place of priesthood as the sun is coming up, as you're transitioning from the light of the moon and the stars to the light of the sun. The Bible says that period, you can take a hold of it and shake all wicked say Somebody say it's a handle, to handle, to handle. Uh, 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 in the same way, there are seasons in the year, in the month, for instance. Uh, some of you know that at Prayer Culture, at the press, Chrissy hit them with the press flyer, Tuesdays and Fridays every week, we gather from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. minimum to pray. And twice a month, uh, uh, the Hebrew new month, that's the, full, the, the new moon, and then the Hebrew mid-month, that's the full moon. And you will notice, thank you, Chrissy, that every single feast in the Bible Every single time of encounter with God was either at the first or the 14th or the 15th of the month. Full moon, new moon. God says, I will make appointment with you by your moons. And so you can use those seasons to, as a handle to control a month. And the atonement season is one of three pivotal times in the year. The Bible tells us that God told the Israelites that there are three times a year, I want all your males to gather before me. Because you can use these seasons pivotally to control an entire year. And this is one of them. Somebody say, this is one of them. And so we are gathering every day for 10 days uh, from, the, uh, from Sunday the 25th, which is Rosh Hashanah, to the 5th of October, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And we'll be meeting every single day at 7 p.m., in addition to all our other prayer meetings, to pray and to seek the Lord, to design the kind of year that we are going to have. And I have said a few things over the last few months and including this week that I thought would be good to take the time to establish from scripture today. Um, if I could talk to my younger self if I could go back 22 years and talk to myself, Tony, I would tell me to take the time to understand and initiate the principle of covenants and spiritual contracts. I would teach my younger self that the spirit realm is precise in its dealings. And that it does not need 
to revolve around the concept of hope. That it is possible to guarantee certain outcomes and certain seasonal manifestations from the realm of the spirit if you understand the concept of covenant and spiritual contracts. And we've been praying into this all week, but I thought today being the quorum, a day of teaching, I would take the time to establish this from scripture so that when you hear some of us groan and scream and wail in prayer about these matters, your faith is grounded in scripture, not emotion. Are you with me, somebody? Are you with me, somebody? Okay, so um, I must confess, excuse me, that I will jump around quite a bit today. I will jump around quite a bit today um, as the Spirit of the Lord leads me, so bear with me. But you will notice a very clearly focused thread through everything that we go to. I want to start off in the book of Deuteronomy. Someone say Deuteronomy. And as I heard years ago, whenever you get to Deuteronomy, what should you do? Take the time to dethrone your enemy. Somebody say dethrone your enemy. All righty, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. It's going to be great in the house tonight. And by the way, while we are teaching and preaching, God is licensed and set loose to heal, save, deliver, upgrade, touch, transform, translate. So don't, don't, don't get so caught up on what this preacher boy is saying that you miss out on the touch of the Spirit of God tonight. It's going to be heavy in this place. There's going to be all sorts going on. God will be glorified and his people will be. Mag well, he will be glorified, magnified, and his people will receive the testimony as he gets the glory in Jesus' name. All righty, let's go to the scripture, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Uh, and I want you to come with me. Let's go to the Burial Study Bible, and I want you to come with me to verse 15. Somebody said to me once, why don't you stick to scripture? I said, I am. It's not my fault if you didn't see it. Let's start from verse 11. For this commandment I give you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not in heaven that you should need to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it for us and proclaim that we may obey it. God has said, I gave you a set of instructions and they are not too deep to understand. It is not beyond the sea that you should need to ask who will cross the sea. But the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. Now, the question is, why did God need to start by talking about the concept of a sea or the heavens? It was because to the Asian Jew, they understood the concept of spiritual altars and powers. And these were usually domiciled in mountains or high places, 
or rivers and things of that nature. They understood that for the occultic world around them to connect with a spirit and its possibilities. Somebody say possibilities. Because, because I, I, I have been learning for years, Tony, that spirits come with a completely different spectrum of possibilities than mankind. To walk with a spirit is to be exposed to its possibilities. It, it is to, to find union. I'll give you an example. As a human being, I have the possibility to walk on my two feet, to eat, to drive a car, to marry a wife, to have children. An amoeba doesn't have those possibilities. Are you with me, somebody? I said an amoeba does not have those possibilities. An amoeba will never walk on two feet. It will never eat chicken. It will never marry a wife. It will never drive a car. And so what you call impossible is you simply living within the boundaries of your spectrum of possibilities. There are sounds a human ear cannot hear that a dog can hear. There are spectrums of light that exist that the human eye cannot register that a certain kind of telescope can register. You put something under a microscope and you will see things you can't see with your eyes. And so we must understand as human beings that our possibilities, see, uh, uh, it, it takes humility to understand that being human by its nature is a limited experience. This is why the psalmist said, what is man? That you are mindful of him. What is man? Because this man had access to the spirit realm. And he began to see a spectrum of possibilities. And he could not understand how this limited creature called man was so high in the food chain of heaven's estimation. Oh, I have come to understand, Bella, that there are possibilities that are natural. They're they're germane, they're normal to a spirit. It, you call it a miracle. See, you if you gave an amoeba chicken to eat. It would call it a miracle, wouldn't it? But to you, it's normal. Let me give you an example. Growing up in Nigeria, I, I grew up in Nigeria. Chicken, anybody my age or older who lived in West Africa, chicken was for Easter, Christmas, and birthdays. It was for special occasions. Imagine my shock when I moved to the United Kingdom over two decades ago. And it was just staple diet. Normal. On the flip side, I walked into a, and I've heard Reverend Celia talk about the same thing. 
I walked into a Tesco, I was here at Sainsbury's in the year 2001, Tony, and they had an aisle called Exotic Fruits. Exotic Fruits. And their exotic fruits were pineapples and coconuts. These were everyday things where I came from. It was exotic to them because, or to, to, to us now, because our climate and our culture doesn't lend itself to that possibility. And so when you begin to walk with a spirit, it makes its possibilities germane to your life. See, fear a man, or at least respect a man, who deals with spirits. Doesn't matter what spirit he deals with. Whether it's God or a demon, if a human being, honestly, I don't mean those who claim to, if you have proof that this human being has interaction with the unseen realm, put some respect on their name. Because it means that they are exposed to possibilities that the average person is not. You talk to them nicely. <laughs> and if you have no spirit you interact with, stay in your lane. And so they understood that to connect with the demonic spiritual realm and its possibilities, you had to visit places like mountains. Just, yeah. Can I have it? Places like mountains and, and rivers. And so when Yahweh began to deal with them, he was telling them, you don't need to go to a mountain. You don't need to go to a groove. You don't need to go to a high place. What these things are. What a mountain or a high place is to the occultic realm. An instruction is to Yahweh. Are you listening to me, somebody? What a mountain is, what a, what a groove is, what, what these altars of darkness in high places and in water bodies are. He says, you don't need to go up or cross a sea. He says, I've, he said, there's an altar in every instruction. It's a word and it is near you. I have put it in your mouth and in your heart that you may obey it. In essence, our own realities are activated by obedience to certain precepts and expectations that our spirit demands from us. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep traveling. Verse 15, he then says, I have set before you today life and goodness as well as what? death and disaster please notice that there is no third option please note it is either life and goodness or death and disaster now can we look at this in the king james bible 
for those of us who are old-fashioned SU people, and I'm proud to be SU, Scripture Union, it's a name for old Christians, boring Christians, you know, those of us who believe in holiness, without which no man shall see God. Sola Scriptor, yes. It says, I set before you this day life and good and death and evil. Notice there is no third option. Can you see this? Can you see this, somebody? Ah, Yakuma Mamadi. It is binary. See, let's go there. The Bible is very binary. I know it's not, uh, it's not, you know, compatible with the postmodern world, but but the Bible is very because spirits are binary. Spirits are black and white. Okay, now now let's jump to verse nineteen. We'll come back up. In verse nineteen, he repeats himself. He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Let's go back to the Berean Study Bible to see what that looks like. Did you show me 13, 19? For those of you who wonder what we do at the press and, and when we begin to pray certain prayers uh, at certain times of the month with, with certain planetary bodies in certain alignment, you, we're not, we know it's not astrology. Mm-mm, no, it's not demonic, no. I call heaven and earth as witnesses. Someone say witnesses. Someone say witnesses. You notice God likes witnesses? He'll say things like, as long as there be winter and summer, cold and heat, day and... See, so this is an institution a system that is designed to outlive the span of a mortal man. You're too small to break the cadence. Like a flower in the field, a vapor in the wind. The problem with being alive is that you can only live life through through your eyes. Each of us is a point of view character in a movie. Or, 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 um, or novel. How many of you have read a novel with point of view characters? So the novel is told from the perspective of one or more characters. This passage, this chapter is from the perspective, the first person perspective of character A. Then character B. The problem is, there are 7 billion of us or more now. Each of us is a point of view character. So don't, 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 don't get it twisted that your point of view is the entire book or novel. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you. What is a witness? A person whose testimony can sway the decision. So as long as heaven and earth exist, this system can't be changed no matter how much God likes you. What are they witness about? I have set before you, someone say life and death. Someone say there's no third option. 
Someone say blessing and curse. He told him. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are alive today, there is a system that is dominant concerning your affairs. It is either the system of life or it's the system of death. It is either the system of the blessing or it is the system of the curse. There's no gray area. I need you to see. Ah, Tony, if someone told me this 15 years ago, woo! And maybe they did and I didn't understand. But if I got this 15 years ago, but watch the next 15 years of my life. I set, so there's a choice, it's binary. And for the sake of time, I'm going to define a blessing and a curse real quick. You can look at the Hebrew and Greek yourself, I don't have time today. A blessing is a system of reality and possibilities that compels spiritual forces to conspire for your good. A curse is a system of spiritual possibilities and realities that compels spiritual forces to conspire against you. So a blessing is a technology that harnesses every, in essence, every spiritual reality is conscripted in the direction of your betterment. A curse means every spiritual reality is conscripted in the direction of your demise. And God told Israel, you only have two choices. One is the blessing, the other is the curse. There is nothing in between. Nothing in between. So, listen. This is why when Joe began to complain, when Joe began to mouth, God asked him, who is this that darkens knowledge without understanding? He said, Job, you know a lot of things, yet you understand nothing. I don't know if my dad is watching tonight, dad, if you are, Migo, that's how we greet elders, where I come from. My dad said something to me, Tony. He first said it to me in the year 2001. And it took me, I understood, I, I got it, but it took me years to get it, and I'm still getting it. That's the, the wisdom of elders, my biological father. The wisdom of elders is that an elder can say something to you today, and it will speak to you every day of your life till you die. He said, son, you're very intelligent, but you lack wisdom. I'm praying for you that God gives you wisdom. And I thought, what is this man saying? Dad, I get it now. He then asks Job questions. And if you study that section of the book of Job, they're not rhetorical. He's saying, Job, do you understand how this realm works? 
how the snow comes, how the rain comes, how the earth was established. He then asks him a question. He says, do you know the ordinances of heaven? So there are, what's an ordinance? It's a set of rules and restrictions. So for instance, you can have an ordinance that says no building in this location can be used for a business purpose because it's a residential area. It's an ordinance. Does that make sense? If that ordinance is passed and you are unaware of the ordinance and you buy a property and then you start publicizing your care home and a neighbor sees your care home sign and reports you to the local authority, they'll shut your business down because there's an ordinance that says this street must be residential. It's an ordinance. In law, Pastor Tosin, tell them if I'm telling the, the truth. We've got lawyers in the house. There's something called a covenant. Tony, the first person who builds this building can say it can never be used for an alcohol selling premises. So if, for instance, if the building was built as a church, you can put a covenant on the land that says it can never be used for a pub. A hundred years from now, you can bring five million pounds to buy something worth 500,000 and they still will not allow you put a pub on it because there's a covenant on that land. That's how the spirit realm works. God says, Job, do you understand the ordinances of heaven? He then says, can you set? So some of us actually understand these ordinances, Tony. We can preach them. We can evangelize about them. We can write books about them. But when I look at your life, and this is what my father meant in 2001 when he told me, you're very intelligent, but you lack wisdom. It took me a decade. It was in 2011 when it finally occurred to me exactly what the quote and unquote, my father is not aged, but what the, old, the older man was saying to the younger man is that if I see your life and it is devoid of what you claim to know, understand and teach, then you have knowledge, but you lack wisdom because wisdom is justified of her children. Wisdom is not a test of your intellectual rigor. It's a test of your ability to download what you understand here and make it work in your everyday life so God asks Job one do you understand do you know the ordinances of heaven and secondly can you establish someone say establish so there's a process there's a process there's a process to establish you have to there's a work that must be done to systematize these ordinances in the earth and when i look at your life over a period of time i know whether or not you can establish the ordinances you preach this generation is full of men and women who teach ordinances they cannot establish Because real life does not answer to your brain. It answers to one of these two things, the blessing or the curse. That's why I would rather have an impartation from a man who is living something and doesn't understand how to teach it. Because simply being around that man in the ecosystem of the technology of the spirit of his life will pull me into the overflow of what he can teach.
You hear me? Let me repeat. Give me the man who has the system installed that doesn't have the language for it. Over the man who can write encyclopedias on the language, but his life is bereft of the installation of the system. I set before you this day, or this day, blessing and cursing, life and death. He says, choose life. Someone say choose. He then says that your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, obey him, and hold fast unto him. Somebody say love him. Say obey him. Say hold fast unto him. It starts with love. Love produces obedience. And consistent obedience produces a holding fast. It means don't let go. Let's go back up a little bit. Oh, I'm coming somewhere. Just stay with me tonight. We're on a journey. We're on a journey. Uh, Maria Raba. Let's go back to verse 15. I've said before you today, life and goodness, death and disaster. I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways. Someone say in his ways. The Bible says Moses knew. He didn't say he understood his ways. Moses knew God's ways. In essence, Moses experienced the ways of God. Israel only experienced his acts. Because every spirit has ways. Chrissy, let me, let me work that, Chrissy. Every spirit has ways. Let me repeat. Every spirit has ways. What you call worship is a spirit explaining to you its ways. And the more you are conformed to these ways, the more of the realities and possibilities of that spirit you can place a demand on. This is why the witch doctor that helps you get rich lives poor. You know why? The power, the spirit he's going to is a spirit of poverty. Ask me how I know. It's the spirit that works in your village, in your country, on the continent of Africa. That spirit is a spirit of limitation and poverty. When you go to that spirit for prosperity, you're asking the spirit to give you an exemption from its influence. You're asking the demonic idol to say, please, this poverty that has landed on this nation or city, can you exempt me from it? So you become wealthy, but the custodian of that spirit cannot be wealthy. He can make you wealthy. He has to live. He, you get it? He has to become a human embodiment of the ways of the spirit to whom he is a priest. When you worship Baal, you have to have ritual temple sex. 
That's how Baal was worshipped. Are you listening to me? When you worship Molech, you need to burn your children. Because the demands of the spirit are not arbitrary. Not arbitrary. The spirit is telling you, this is how I function. This is how we roll. This is what I'm about. You want to talk about being about that life. The spirit is asking you, are you about that life? And so men, that's why I said, if a man tells you, and he's telling the truth, not if he's lying, if a man really interacts with spirits, I don't care what, see, I have respect for cultists. Listen to me. I have far more respect for cultists, Tony, than I do for many Christians. I was talking with some other pastors today. I'm in a group with some amazing men of God. And we were talking about some of the scandals going on in, in the ministry and the Christian worship space today. And we we're lamenting how we got here. I'll save that for a different quorum. But let me say something, Tony. I have far more respect for Rihanna than I do for many worship leaders and Christian musicians. I have far more respect for Beyonce than I do for many worship leaders and Christian musicians. Let's go deeper. I have far more respect. I don't want to call names. Any more names than that. I have far more respect for our Kelly and Usher than I do for many of our Christian musicians. You know why? Because they understand how to work with a spirit. Ours don't. You see, you think it was their voice? <laughs> no, 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 no. A spirit, like I taught you guys at the first few weeks of the quorum, will test you with a burden. Because it takes a lot of spiritual resource to gain access to the earth realm through a man or woman. So they want to find out if I make the investment in you, can I trust you to follow it through systematically as a lifestyle so that eventually, it, the first few times the Spirit wants to gain access, it needs your express permission. But there is a lifestyle you can commit to that the Spirit doesn't need your permission every time anymore. In essence, that lifestyle tells the Spirit whenever you want, you can move. So when I see a man or woman who has partnered with a spirit for years, because I know from experience how difficult it is, even if that man is a witch doctor, even if he is a demonically inspired entertainer, I give him kudos. See, in, see, 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 in the realm of the spirit, when ranking officials meet each other, we know. I've been on trains and on buses with, with warlocks and witches, and we know each other. There's a mutual respect. I'm, I'm telling you the truth, Tony. They, they, I've had a conversation with a few over the years, and they tell me, we can tell. One of them asked me, are you part of a cult or something? I said, what do you mean? He said, I can just see. I've been observing you on this train, she told me. 
said, I've been observing you on this train for the last two hours. And it is obvious to me that there is an order you are a part of because your comport, your aura, she said, your energy is consistent with the fact that there is something, there's an order that you are a part of. And I said, yes, let me tell you about my order. But many Christians can't, no, just, just, you know, just grace, grace, grace. See, grace is good enough to get you to heaven. It's not good enough to get, what, your definition of grace, sorry, it's good enough to get you to heaven. But it takes the Bible's definition of grace to get heaven to earth. Forgiving grace will get you to heaven. But the Bible says in the book of Titus chapter 2 that there is a grace of God that appears to all men that teaches us to deny ourselves and live soberly and righteously in this present life. There's a dimension of surrender to the dictates of a spirit that bring the spirit's realities to earth via your life. In essence, Tony, you become or you take the choice of the blessing. And hear me by the spirit. The blessing removes guesswork from your life. It's a contract with clear terms and conditions. Before we go to Genesis, and, and if you read the book of Deuteronomy, from chapter 1 to chapter 30, Tony, it's repeated again and again and again. If you will obey, if you will follow, if you will listen, if you will hearken, if, 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 then I will do this, this, this. Tony, see, uh, see, you, you, uh, uh, the law was not a one-sided set of instructions. It was a contract. If you do this, I will do this. If you do that, I will do that. If you keep the fire on the altar running, I'll be this. If you do this, I'll do this. If you mess up this way, I'll withdraw that. It's precise. Okay, let's move. Time, time is going. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move by the Spirit. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come with me to Acts chapter 2. New Testament. So, oh, well, Jesus talking from the Old Testament. Well, I got you. I got you. Come with me to the New. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. 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 I got 20 more minutes and then we pray. 20 more minutes and then we pray. Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place. Listen, it says there was a, a mighty rushing wind from heaven and it filled the house. Verse 4 says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Someone say all filled with the Holy Spirit. Meaning there was a spirit involved, right? Holy Spirit, right? Okay, now jump down a few verses with me. When Peter was going to explain what had happened. So that was from the point of view of the casual observer. P 
Peter then takes us behind the scenes. Peter says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And what will happen? Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Someone say contract. I'll pour out my spirit and it will guarantee prophecy. Your young men will see dreams. Your old men will dream. Young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Notice the word will. It's a definitive affirmative. It's a contract. If you qualify for the spirit to be poured, there is a reality of dreams, visions, and prophetic transactions. I am atia. So how come our generation has found a Christianity with tongues minus the gift of revelation? So now you are special if you can prophesy. You're deep. Mm -mm, no. Bible says, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. But let's go further. That's not even where I'm, that's not where I'm trying to end up. Let's go further. It says, I'll show wonders, I'll do all these wonderful things and everybody who calls on God's name will be saved. And, and we, 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 we claim that part, don't we? We tell people, if you say this in this prayer, you must be saved. And I agree. So what about the other part of the covenant? It is a 100% success rate of truly meaning the prayer of salvation and getting saved. What about the other parts of this contract? What about the dreams, the visions, and the prophecies? But look at verse 2, 22. Look at verse 22, everybody. Men of Israel, listen to this message. Jesus of Nazareth was a man certified by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs. Let's look at this in the King James Bible. Acts 2.22 in the KJV. I love the word it uses there. Men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man what? Approved of God. Someone say approved. So spirits will approve you, Tony. And we know who the spirit has approved by what occurs in the person's life. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the secret of Bukhar. What you call miracles, signs and wonders, the Bible calls the approval of a man by a spirit. Somebody say approve. Online, say approve. Look at it, look at it, look at it. It's there, it's there. 
Jesus of Nazareth. It's it doesn't say Christ. Jesus, the name his mother called him, of Nazareth. It's emphasizing his humanity. It then, for, for the dummies among us, it goes on to say, a man. A human being. Flesh and blood. Approved. Approved. Someone say approved. Like I said, the realities of the spirit are reserved for men who have been approved by the spirit. And when a man is approved by the spirit, there are certain occurrences in that man's life that become standard. They're normal. You see them as a miracle. It is simply the mark of approval of a spirit. In essence, you have entered the ecosystem and economy. You are now a co-heir of the realities and possibilities of that spirit. Come with me to the book of Romans. I told you we're going to jump about a bit, but, but, but I, just, I, I, I just need you to see this thing. It's, it's all over the b -b 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 Bible, all over scripture. It's not hidden. It's not deep. It's there. Look at this with me. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Listen, who walk not after the flesh? You see, the same principle is there. Obedience, conformity, initiation. The Spirit is saying, now, to understand this, you must understand what is said later on. In the same chapter. It says, the flesh lusts after the Spirit, and the spirit, there's a fight between the Holy Spirit, which is our spirit, and the flesh, which is the human nature under the control of the other kinds of spirits. But it says that there is, if you walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, there's no condemnation. Look on. It says for the law. Somebody say the law. Somebody say the law. Somebody say the law. Somebody type the law. It's a law. Tony, if I throw my hat up, what must happen? It's a law. See, it's a law. It's a law. It's a law. I don't need to look at it. It will come down. Does that make sense? I don't need to pray. It will come down. Does that make sense? I can, I can, I can bind and loose. I can rabba seketatoriata. There is a law called gravity. Whatever I do or say, as long as this law is in operation, my heart must drop. It's a law. And because our generation doesn't like laws, we believe, see, no amount What's that thing called? I don't go for me. What's the other one? Where you sign petitions? What's it called? Change the dog, right? Is it change the dog? Where you sign petitions? No amount of change the dog petitions will change the laws of the spirit. 
you can get a hundred thousand signatures. Spirits don't respect change.org petitions. There's a law. It's called the law of the, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And notice, only this law can invalidate the other law of sin and death. That is also a law. So the spirit realm works by laws. What's a law? It's, it's a, a law is not a hypothesis. A law is an established principle that works regardless of variables. You throw something up, it comes down. It's the law of gravity. You throw it up and you put a propulsion engine in it with wings and an engine, it will stay in the air until the fuel runs out. That's also a law. You make a material denser than water, it will sink. You construct it to be less dense than water, it will float. It is a law. You puncture a hole in it, even if it's less dense than water, and it gets full of water, it will also sink. It's a law. The men of old worked by laws. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm going to show you from scripture. These men understood laws, and so they didn't leave things to chance. They worked by laws. When they were about to embark on something, they would liaise with a spirit and establish a contract with that spirit. They would take the time to negotiate a set of deliverables and expectations. And as long as they kept their part of the bargain, the spirit was conscripted to keep his part. Both godly and demonic men. God told Israel, I'm taking you to that land. You're small, they're mighty. Watch me embarrass them because there's a law. There's a law. And every time Israel sinned and God removed his hand, the same guys who brought down Jericho fell to Ai. Ai was the weakest city in Canaan. The principle was, see, listen, they were not fighting from their human strength. The Bible says they checked themselves after one battle and they discovered nobody died. An army went to war, listen, and not one man came back dead because there was a law. And sometimes when God wants to prove that there's a law at work, he will create circumstances that are crazy. He will tell uh, uh, Gideon, send your entire army home. Keep 300 men. I want to show you this is a law. Gideon understood this. So when God called him, he, he, not, uh, uh, I don't have time to go to the book of Judges to show you that before he went to war, God says, this is my requirement of you. Break down the altar of Baal in your father's house. Gideon, before that, Gideon says, God, can we establish a covenant? He says, let's do, let's do a test. I want my, my fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry. I'm going to put a piece of cloth on the ground. In the morning, I want the cloth wet, soaking wet. I want the entire ground dry. He says, okay, maybe somebody came and poured water on the cloth. He says, the next day, can we do the reverse? Can you make the entire ground wet and the cloth dry? 
And the Bible says that when that happened, Gideon understood he was dealing with a genuine spirit. He then said, okay, now what must we do? Oh, I need to destroy the altar of my father's house. And after that, notice, after he destroyed the altar, from that point on, that spirit gave him its possibilities. Are you hearing me? Genesis 12, we looked at all week. God said to Abraham, come out of your father's house. Come out of your country and your people and I will make you a nation. I told you nation means four things. Boundaries or borders, values, cultures or culture and laws. He said, Abraham, I'm going to construct a way of life from you. I'm going to give you a set of life values consistent with my nature and when i have completed that nation from you then i will bless you and i will make your name great and i'll make you a blessing and in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed abraham once i conform you to my once you fit in the parameters of my contract i will make my spiritual resources at your behest. You take an army of 308 men and defeat an army of multiple kings. You walk into the land broke and I will add to you. You make a mistake and lie about your wife. And not only will I keep Pharaoh from touching her, I'll give her back to you with gold, silver, and animals. Fear a man who has a contract with a spirit. And, and can I say this? Because this may be controversial. Um, you know, I was talking with my father today on my way to the studio, and we were discussing some things. You know, and my, dad is, my dad is one of the wisest men on the planet, and we, we have some great conversations. Uh, including about ministry, even though he's not a minister. Um, be very careful how you speak about men who have contracts with the spirit realm, with God, even when they fall. Because, now, see, you know me, I'm a Puritan. Right? You know where I stand. And that's where I'm going with this. But it is, see, this is so powerful that if you initiate yourself to the ways of a spirit, the king spirit now, God, the Holy Spirit, even if you, quote and unquote, fall morally, if you have flaws, that's between you and the spirit. If anybody else enters that equation, and messes with you while you are still salvaging that relationship with the spirit, they enter trouble. See, some of the holiest men I know are some of the most powerless men I know. Because it's not just about not doing certain things. Hear me. The obedience should be the overflow of a living relationship with a spirit. I will never, 
Israel Illumide Isiave has never, and to the glory of God and his grace alone keeping me, will never ever be in an environment where it could even be suspected that I have sexual dealings with a woman, not my wife. I'm not saying I will not. I'm saying there will never be a day where it's even a question if I did. But it's not because, hear me, it's not just because the Bible says that I shall not commit adultery. No, 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 I've passed that level long ago. Long ago. I now understand that my sexual purity is not just a, a technical requirement from the Bible. It's a living outworking of my commitment to a spirit. So my purity sexually is an active, intentional, living covenant expression of the fact that I know I need you, Holy Spirit, and this is your law. So if a man knows that and has a day where he falls and messes up, that man is still 10 times more powerful and 10 times more advantageous than the man who never messes up, for whom the instruction is just a religious request. It's not the act or lack thereof. It's the, it's the revelatory cov covenant and contract from which the act derives. Does that make sense? It is the act as the offshoot of a covenant love walk, or in the case of the enemy's kingdom, covenant fear walk with the spirit. So when a spirit comes to a season where it has decided to elevate you, it will give you two things, grace and truth. Come with me to John chapter 1 as we begin a roundup. John chapter 1. See how spirits work. <clears throat> In the beginning was the what? What is the word? Somebody say a spirit. The pre-eternal word. The Bible says he upholds all things by the word of his power. And the word was with God. What is God? Spirit. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was what? Life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend. Some translations say cannot apprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for a witness. Someone say witness. To bear witness of the light. Capital L, right? He was not that light. But he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light. The light every man that comes into the world. Listen, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Now look at verse 11. He came to his own and his own received him not. Sorry, verse 12, sorry. But as many as received him. Someone say received him. When you receive a spirit, what does it do? It gives you power to become the sons of a spirit. Someone say power. At this point, it's not giving you power to manifest. It's giving you power to become a son. The word son in the Greek there is the word technon. 
Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go to, to Blue Letter Bible Dog. Is it Nepios? No, it's Techno, not Nepios. Let's go to Blue Letter Bible Dog. Let's, let's look at this together. John chapter 1. I'm trying to rush because I've got six minutes before we need to start to pray. John chapter 1. No, not Luke, John chapter 1. John chapter 1, John chapter 1. Ilavanunia. The sons of God. Yep. So what technon? From which you get technology. What's a technon? The name transferred to an intimate and reciprocal, reciprocal relationship formed between people by bonds of love. In affectionate address, patron helpers, teachers. Now listen, pupils or disciples are called children of their teachers because the latter by their instruction nourishes the mind of their pupils and molds their character. Anything that depends upon something else or is possessed by a desire or affection for it. In essence, something that was constructed in the image or from the raw material or from the principles of another thing. Somebody say technon. As many as receive a spirit receive so tony the proof that you have truly received a spirit the first step in the spirit's dealing with you is it will give you power to conform to it and this is why i get in trouble when i say things like many, many of the people we're trying to disciple in church were never saved correctly many of our preachers were never saved correctly Many of our worship leaders were never saved correctly. So we're asking a person to live by a set of instructions when they have not received the spiritual deposit to become a son of a spirit. But let's keep going. Because they're born not of blood, but of the, of the will of flesh, but of the will of God. Now verse 14. The word was made flesh. Someone said the word was made flesh. This word now found a body and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. Someone say grace and truth. Truth is a standard. Grace is the power to live out the standard. He then says in verse 16, and of his fullness have we received and grace for grace. Someone say fullness. The word fullness in the Greek means maturity. Let's look at it. It means when it comes to its full stature. Let's look at this, fullness. Someone say fullness. One of my favorite Greek words, fullness. fullness. There we go. It's the word pluroma. 
that which has been filled. A ship in as much as it is filled. The body of believers that is filled with the presence, power, agency, and riches. That which fills a thing or by which the thing is filled. Completeness or fullness of time. Fullness, abundance, repletion, completion. Do you understand this? So Tony, the process begins by the spirit giving you power to become its technon. And it is when that process has been fulfilled that men can draw from it. That of his fullness we have received. Of his fullness, of his of his of the completion of the process of initiation. Final scripture, Genesis chapter 12. Before we begin to pray. And get the keys. Shalom. Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said. Some say had said. So this process began long before Genesis 12. The Lord had said unto Abram, Get out of your country from your kindred and father's house. Come out of the culture, the values, the boundaries and the laws. Genesis 12 is after Genesis 10 and 11. Talking about the Tower of Babel. How men yielded to demonic influences to build in opposition to God. God says to Abraham, I, I, I need to establish a new system. I need to establish a new sense of reality. So come out from among them. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Come out from among them and be separate. Touch not the unclean thing and then I will receive you unto myself and I shall be a father to you. And then you will be my sons and daughters. God says to Abraham, get out of your country. Abraham came out of the country one day. It took God 25 years to get the country out of him. Get out of your country and from your kindred and your father's house unto a land that I will show you. Colon. See, meaning if you do this, Colon. Look at the colon. Ah, Maria Baraba. Thank you, Chrissy. Uh, 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 look at the colon. Now, a colon in, in, in English is, is almost equal to, or is almost the same as, uh, what's it called now? An equal sign. An equation sign. X plus A equals 7. X, so X plus 2 equals 7. X must be 5. Because what's on one side of the equation must be the same as what's on the other side. True? He says, if you, so God gave Abraham instructions. He said, if you do this. Remember, we looked at Deuteronomy chapter 30. It talks about how you love him. You obey him. And then you hold on to him. He says, Abraham, if you do this, I will. I will. There's no debate. There's no room for error. There's no hope. 
I will make you. The first thing I'll do is I will make you. Technon. I'll construct you into a nation. Colon. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. Then there's another colon. Meaning this also means that anybody that blesses you, I will bless. And anybody who curses you, I will curse. And you will become eternally significant because all the families of the earth shall be blessed. See, this is not, you don't, there's no hope involved here. There's no guesswork. It's sure. It's a spirit. It's precise. But notice it took Abraham 25 years. So what went wrong? We see what went wrong in the very next verse. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken. And I would have translated it as but Lot went with him. What was the instruction? Come out of your country and your kindred. Was Lot part of his kindred? Yes. Did he come out of the kindred completely? No. You will notice the next time God speaks to Abraham is the day he sends Lot away. Are you listening to me? The next time God says anything. Now, Abraham gets into the land. Abraham starts to build altars. See, Abraham is building altars. He goes to Bethel. He builds an altar. He goes to Ai. He builds an altar. He gets to Shechem. He builds an altar. And God is silent. Because God is saying we had a deal. God is saying we had a deal. And the deal is specific. Ah! And the night, oh, come with me, come with me, come with me. Let's, let's look at this. Come with me. To Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 13. Genesis 13. Genesis 13. The very next chapter, if I'm not mistaken. Now, look, look, look. See, see, see. Abraham goes to Egypt and all that kind of stuff. And, and notice, God is going with him. God is starting to do some stuff. But he's silent. And in verse 7, this is what happens when God really wants to bless you. When your season of Bokar comes, heaven begins to trigger circumstances designed to precipitate your specific obedience. In Arama, it says, strife began between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. Listen, and the colon, the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled in the land. Meaning, the people Abraham was supposed to displace were still there. And Abraham said to Lot, let there be no strife. The whole land is before you. Separate yourself, I pray, from me. So, Abraham says to Lot, please leave me. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Abraham suddenly remembers there was an instruction. Then Lot lifted up his eyes. And see, Lot chose the curse. Lot says, that land looks nice. And he went east. And they separated themselves one from the other. Abraham dwelt in Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. Look at verse 14, everybody. And the Lord what? 
said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, because spirits are precise with their contracts. He says, oh, now you have finally sent Lot away. Let's resume. He says, Abraham, stand up. Lift your eyes from the place where you are. Meaning, the, the location was irrelevant. Ah, The country he lived in was irrelevant. Whether there was a cost of living crisis was irrelevant. Whether the pound had fallen against the dollar was irrelevant. All that was relevant was there was a covenant with a spirit. I was praying this afternoon, Tony. That was when you called me and you gave me that news. I, I, Tony, before you gave me that news, literally the hour before when I was praying, God said, son, I supply all need according to riches and glory. He says, others spend pounds, you spend glory. So, the thing Satan was trying to take away, how did it come? Wasn't it by glory? And I told you this evening, the reason I was so calm was, I've been through a week of purging with God. Today, I've been through a week where God and I have sat down. And God has said, this is where I wasn't happy. I said, sorry, sir. So God and I have just gone through an alignment process. And like I taught you earlier this year, when alignment is complete at a threshold, there'll be feedback. There was feedback at 4 a.m. on Monday morning. I walked into a field and angels showed up and spoke to me. There was feedback last night at the press. For the last 15 minutes, the Lord entered my room and gave me a vision and led me by the hand into a door with a room full of blue light and as i walked in he said you have crossed the threshold now watch life adjust around you and then that was that was that was 1 a.m in the morning and then at 1 p.m literally 12 hours later some somebody some news comes and i'm supposed to be no no i said the news not the bearer the news came Colleen, you were there at the press last night, weren't you? Oh, ho. That's how you walk with a spirit. You, you constantly check what was... So some of us don't even have a covenant. You're in trouble. You run into marriage without a contract. You're in trouble. You started ministry without a contract. You're in trouble. You started a business without a contract. You're in trouble. You did jackpa if you're Nigerian. You, you relocated from one country to another without a contract. You are in trouble. So the first step is you establish a contract. The Bible is a generic contract, but you must have a specific one. What did God say to you? The Bible says God, Jesus told Peter that death he must die. To see the glory of God. That's why some of you, and I'm not cursing you, in your current state will never, never enter Boca in your current state because you are averse to covenant. You are averse to sacrifice. You, you have been taught that walking with God means you have freedom to do whatever you want. It is for freedom Christ has set me free. You can eat what you want, go where you want, listen to what you want, dance what you want, wear what you want. 
Sleep with who you want in the name of grace. And you don't understand this. Because when you start to walk in contrast, see, Chrissy, a a okay, a, a promise is usually a subset of a contract or covenant. A promise from God is many times a part of a covenant. God is saying, if you do this, I swear I will do this. The moment Abraham sent Lot away, God spoke. God said, look around. Everywhere you see, including where Lot went, I will give to you. And when later God came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, See, first of all, we see two things. In the next chapter, when the kings come and they capture the men of Sodom and Gomorrah, when Abraham goes to fight with 300 men against an army of thousands, he wins. Why? Because God gave him Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you understanding? God had established his dominion over that land. It wasn't a matter of how many soldiers he had. A spirit was involved. And when God himself was coming to destroy that land, God had to come and negotiate with him. And it hinged on one piece of obedience. One, come out of your father's house. Yes, Chrissy, that's exactly the... There must be a reciprocal contract. So people call it SU. People call it craziness. God calls it a covenant. If you want to prosper financially when you begin to pray and fast god will show up one day and say okay let's make a deal that's why if you're fighting about the tithe you've not started go and sit down <laughs> the tithe was supposed to be training for the real covenant when you wake up and you say lord use me like i did like i foolishly did 22 years ago god says let's make a deal See that music everybody's listening to? You can't listen. You will fast not so so number of times a week. Are you hearing me, somebody? You, you, th there will be expectations that build an altar. And you may start out trying to guess. You may start out copying somebody else's. That's fine. If you pursue long enough, the Spirit will inform you what it wants from you. Right? Tony, yours will be slightly different from mine. The, the principles will be the same. Holiness, purity, praying, fasting, giving, living right, right? But mine is 11 a.m. Yours may be 9 a.m. Mine may be 40 days of one meal a day. Yours may be three days back to back with no food. There will be a check written in your name that you cash with precise obedience and on the other side your your realities are programmed and administrated by a spiritual frequency and possibilities and realities that are not normal this is what our fathers found This is what the men of old found. This is why their results are not tied 
to circumstances. It's not about how much scripture we can quote, how anointed we are. And this is what heaven is waiting for because I've been saying this for years in private, but I've said it publicly. See, the beauty of being a prophet is when the time for your word comes through, God will remind you. Remember I said this two years ago? I said it last year. We're about to lose an entire generation of patriarchs. And there are few men alive today who understand this dimension of covenant, of how to pursue a spirit till it makes a deal with you. And then how to live a life that meticulously keeps that deal with the spirit until there is a manifestation of what the spirit wants to see. This is what we are contending for over these 10 days. Somebody lift up your voice and begin to pray with me. This is what we are contending for. We're not praying. We're not fasting to say words. We have matured to the point where we want to make a deal with the king's spirit. And in fact, we don't want to make a deal with him. He has written, see, the king's spirit already has his deal. It's a pro forma contract. When you deal with multinational com com companies, you don't negotiate a contract. They have a standard contract they present to you. You may tweak it a little bit, but there's a standard contract. Yahweh has a standard contract. And he's offering it to a generation of men. So let me keep me on this camera. Keep me on this camera. Where he's offering it to a generation of men and women. Straight ahead. There is a generation of would-be patriarchs. And heaven is offering the same contract it offered our fathers. The same contract it offered Ayobabalola, Catherine Kuhlman, Wigglesworth. The same contract it offered Adeboye, Yonggi Cho. The same contract it offered Benson Idahosa. Now, it, there may be some tweaks for our generational reality. But by and large, it's a pro forma contract. And there is a season of encounters. A season of encounters in which heaven wants to meet with the men and women who it has or would have this contract with. You call them dreams. You call them visions. You call them encounters in the word. Encounters with angels, encounters in conferences, encounters in the prayer closet, where spirits on assignment from the king's spirit come like Daniel, like Ezekiel, like John, heavenly intercessors are released to interact with earthly priests. To say this is the contract this is the contract daniel understood by the by the reason of books that the years of captivity should be 70 and he began to pray heaven said send gabriel see it's it's like clockwork every time feedback 
have made up my mind in this season that I'm tired of living from hope. It is time to live from faith. Because faith is a language of spirits. It's the substance of what you hope for. It's the evidence of something that can't be seen. And it comes by hearing and hearing a word of God. In essence, it is a firm assurance based on a transacted contract that gives you peace that the desired outcome is inevitable. But it requires the ability to live a life of obedience and initiation to the desires of the Spirit. I told you I'm writing a discipleship course, right? We're going to flip this discipleship thing. It's not how to live. It is how this spirit functions. It starts with understanding you're dealing with a spirit. Everything else will flow. Lift your voice. Lift your hands with me this evening. Rabas nehendori kabrade. Jebeledori amarandu stepradia. Lapredo zebrekia. Rebanzukuri. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention before we carry on praying. So when you reach a season where the Spirit wants to help you, like Abraham, in chapter 17 and 18, it'll say, Abraham, he'll first change your name. Change your name. Then he'll say, Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. He'll say, Abraham, follow my example. He'll begin to insist things he lets slide. He'll begin to be pedantic about. And if you're not discerning, you think it's condemnation. But it, it, see, when a spirit begins to insist on you, rejoice. When it begins to rebuke you and, and accept no less than a certain standard for you from you, rejoice. It means the spirit has made up its mind that you are what it wants. It will not allow you malinger any longer. He told Israel, you've gone around this mountain too long. Take your, your journey north. And then Joshua tells them, sanctify yourselves today. Because tomorrow, God wants to move. That sense of brokenness, that sense of inadequacy, that sense of almost condemnation you feel, it's really conviction. Is a, is a reason for joy it means a spirit has scanned the realm of men and decided it wants you see, see when the spirit gives up on you you won't know you will not know the fact that you feel horrible it's a good thing it means the spirit is saying mm -mm, no plan b i want you he'll beat you he'll slap you he'll insult you it'll make people preach about you without knowing they are it'll send people to rebuke you and you see it will show you others walking in the level of obedience you have refused to walk in many times it'll convict you by the life of other men yielded to it to elicit a brokenness from you 
because the Bible says a broken and a contrite spirit he will in no wise cast out and when you respond with brokenness it will then give you grace it begins to sponsor what it requires from you that you could not give in your own strength it begins to flow it's called the energy of the spirit it begins to bubble up it quickens you it sponsors its activities it wants holiness it sponsors it it makes you another man if it wants prayer it sponsors it if it wants financial sacrifice it sponsors it it gives you the wings of its wind to soar to its frequency treasure in your earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not man and when you begin to cooperate and that dimension of the blessing begins to work then you can say all things work together it's the blessing ah for good for those who love God how do you love him John says by obeying him and are called someone say called called means it calls you you don't call it the spirit draws you you can't draw it if you are hungry for it it means it put the hunger in you and so if you have no hunger your prayer is draw me somebody lift your voice and say draw me say lord over these next days draw me pray 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 sponsor sponsor my journey into this next dimension of you sponsor my journey sponsor my sojourn sponsor my campaign into you Leria Atwane insist on me place your burden on me demand me demand me Le Rubai Kaka, call me. Draw me. Draw me. Take it up, Tony. Draw me, Lord. Take the volume up. La Brokokoria Bababa Seketi. Tony, take the keys volume up, please. Draw me, Lord. And I'll come running. Eito Rababaskedi. Draw me. Draw me deeper come on tell him deeper 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 ah consume my sense of reality this is how fasting really works when you hear a man tell you he fasted for 10 days don't be jealous don't try and do it in your own strength begin to pursue the spirit only a spirit cannot eat for 10 days if you follow hard after it it will draw you into the level of fasting it wants for you You can be hungry and not need to eat. I know the difference. But see, see, I know when a spirit is sponsoring a fast. There are two types of hunger. There is the my flesh wants to eat. And then there is my body telling me what was sustaining me has left. You better eat at that point. Are you hearing me? Your body begins to shout. It begins to shut down. It's telling you we've gone as long as the energy will carry us. My friend, eat and come back tomorrow. 
but when the spirit says i need this fast from you when god says i need five days from you you will be intellectually hungry but there will be a source of power and strength that sustains your body because the spirit is sponsoring its desires when you begin to pray there are times where you are bored there's times where you are physically tired and then there's times where the spirit says we are done but while it is pushing your body may be tired but there is this turbine on the inside there is this thing sponsoring it's praying through you all you need to do is take your mind off your fatigue and your sleep and if you can successfully focus away from your body the activity becomes self-sustaining because there's a spirit involved it is God at work within you tell him Lord be at work within me to first will and to do of his pleasure he will sponsor his own demands he will give grace and truth and I've come to tell a generation that there is a release of grace in this season for men and women to transition to another dimension. There is an outpouring of grace for another generation of patriarchs to arise. God will begin to reveal himself to another generation of men and sponsor our consecration it won't be difficult it won't be easy but it won't be difficult because there will be a wind of glory that we simply need to yield to le we will meet the God of our fathers. Are you hearing me, somebody? Ah, my generation has tried to save Israel from Egypt for 40 years. We are about to stumble across him in Horeb. We're about to see a bush that is burning but not consumed. And as we approach, he will speak and tell us the place you dwell is holy. He will make himself known. That we may press into him the bible says the zeal of the lord will perform it we've been trying to do things in our own zeal it's proof that we heard about the spirit we didn't meet him see you don't encounter a spirit and stay the same i was a tony i was addicted to pornography i was addicted to masturbation i was addicted to sex yes i i was i was i was i see it it, it was hereditary it, it it worked in my genes right and i had one encounter one with a spirit in the middle of sexual sin god walked into my room in january 2005 and began to talk to me 
the woman said whatever you were talking to must have been shining because your face was reflecting it Tony and it died it died it just it dried up from the inside I don't struggle anymore I don't see, see I, I, I don't go around and say God hey that girl is fine no Tony, it's dead it, it, it's dead I had every single album by Robert Kelly yes back then he was my hero musically and every single album by Usher every single album by the great soul guys everybody from Teddy Pendergrass to, to Al Green to Otis Redding uh, uh, Genuine uh, was it Donald uh, and all of them and, and, and I kept arguing and saying God what, what, what's wrong with being a Christian and secular music and I had one encounter and I took thousand pounds worth of CDs Tony and I burnt them I don't miss it that was 2005 are you understanding I don't miss it I'm not trying to be holy so now when God makes I told you guys when God makes a demand on me now I'm like oh, when you're ready you let me know because I, I, I don't need to work it up when it comes it comes See, when, see, I need to pursue him for the grace but when it comes it literally changes my compass May 2005 was the last time I ever entered a club and I was almost puking in that room I came out I was fine I went back in I was puking 2004 I came out I was fine I went back in I was puking and I knew something inside me said this is not for you anymore since that day when i go to your weddings and you christians start playing certain kinds of music i just walk out because there, see, see there, there is something inside that is now disgusted at what i used to enjoy because a spirit is involved I used to pray for five minutes and look at the clock all my heart I said everything I had to say blessed everybody uncle auntie cousins nephews nieces father mother bound the devil spoke over nations five minutes and even till today when I start in the flesh it feels that way but give me ten minutes in that place if I can discipline my mind for five to ten minutes and the spirit takes over I find I wake up from praying I don't mean from sleep I come to my senses it's 45 minutes I take a gulp of air and I go back I come to my senses again it's another 45 minutes before I know it it's four hours because there's a spirit involved There was a time in my life where if I had to give you a pound, God really had to speak to me. Now it's addictive. Giving has become addictive. I need to tell myself, be wise. You have a wife and family, right? Because left to me, I will give you the shirt on my back. Now, there's times where it's not easy. But there are moments where the grace to give comes upon me, Tony. It's a spirit. Something inhabits me. And if you ask me for anything but my wife and children in that moment, you're liable to get it. Because there's a spirit sponsoring its demands. 
when you meet those demands by the grace of the Spirit, there is a dimension of blessing opened. And God told me this week, I know about you. He said, son, you just met another threshold. Watch this space. I got feedback, yes. Last night, 1 a.m. in the morning, he took me by the hand and led me into a blue room. The room was blue. And he said, from this moment, you crossed this threshold. He began to tell me what to expect. Let's practice it now. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. If you have a growth in your body, if there is anything in your physical body that should not be there, let's, let's test what he told me at 1 a.m. last night. And so interestingly, 1 a.m. he told me, this afternoon at 1 p.m. roughly, a stranger called me and said, I stumbled across your number online, sir. Please pray for me about this. I smiled. I said, God, you want to test this, don't you? Let's go. Father, I speak to growths, tumors, pathogens, germs, viruses, and I speak to spiritual organisms con uh, destroying and consuming men and women from the inside, manifesting in phantom sicknesses that medical science cannot catch or diagnose. I curse you to die now in the name of Jesus. Be healed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet now 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 every strength in cancer tumors cysts ovarian cysts polyopsis fibroids hemorrhoids whatever it is that the lord has not put everything that was not constructed to function that way we call into alignment in the name of jesus i speak against acts and systems of witchcraft I speak against altars of darkness that have corrupted the possibilities of destinies. Break in the name of Jesus. Addictions break. Uh, inability to follow through on divine instructions break. I come against the spirit of poverty, lack, and, and human disfavor. That force that causes men and women not to like you, to constantly kick against your well-being, be commanded taken out of the way. Let the spirit of favor be upon us. Ah, let men be conscripted into the service of the Lord. I call forth uncommon finance, uncommon wealth, uncommon blessing, uncommon clarity. Every veil in the spirit filtering your capacity to hear God and receive from him is removed in Jesus name even tonight tonight this night this night Wednesday what's the day's date Wednesday the 28th 29th the 28th right of September even tonight as you sleep the realm of heaven sends emissaries to you with instructions with clarity with insight as to what your next move is everyone that has been waiting to hear what next tonight begins a journey of revelatory insight and as you engage you are transformed and translated to another dimension I declare that as others say there is a casting down, we will say there is a lifting up. Ha! In this next years, we will buy houses for cash. Le pronanto pra, buy businesses. Le, the wealth of the Gentiles is a bar has been laid up and now is being translated 
into the hands of the consecrated ones of the Lord. It shall be asked of us, who are these that fly? Who are for the rams of Neboath, the bulls of Bashan, are about to come up with acceptance on the altar of the Lord. For they that are among us shall become be called repairers of the breach and restorers of the path to dwelling, to dwelling, to dwelling. Lepra, from among us shall come congregations of Yahweh. From among us shall come houses of God, of power and purity. For he shall multiply us and we shall never again be few. For he has and shall glorify us and we shall never again be small. For these are the days of his glory. He will not leave us as orphans. He will come to us. He will manifest to us. He will transact with us. We shall behold him. Behold his face in righteousness. And be satisfied when we awake with his likeness. Ah, for the lines have fallen for us in pleasant places. And behold, we have a goodly heritage. This is the portion of the sons and daughters of the Lord. Let it be so. Somebody lift your hands and give God praise for 60 seconds. Don't go. Don't go. Give him praise. Seal it. Don't run away. Don't lose out on it. Give him praise for 60 seconds. Rinama Roko Sipradadin. Abba, I say thank you. Kabiesi, I say thank you. Erujeje, thank you. Ali Wileshe, thank you. Atoba Jaye, thank you. Eleruni, thank you. Obatemi Bojlio Joti, Miesheo. Ari Rua, like Kinwea Judah. Kabiesi, Kabiosi, Kabio, Mamasio. Boroboma Fete, Fete, Rabata, Rabata, Ribiti. Obatemi Bojule Ojo Timi Ato Farati Bioke Obatifi Mole Borashasho Biasho. Thank you for this threshold we have crossed tonight as a people. We call heaven and earth to witness that we have entered a fresh covenant with Yahweh. These are the days of your glory. For a little shall be a thousand and a small one a mighty nation. Blessed be the name of our God. We have blessed you out of the house of our God. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give the Lord some praise tonight. Couple of quick things before we run, before we run don't stop the prayer you can go and pray this over and over again but we are in the middle of 10 days uh, of a consecration journey today is day four we have six days to go today's the quorum so we're doing it a bit longer but every other day we're praying via zoom together at 7 p.m every night uh, on the prayer culture apostolic hub a zoom prayer line the details are on your screen this saturday from 10 a.m. in the city of London at the embassy, we have 12 hours of prayer, the forge. So take the volume down, keys for me. We need to raise an altar in this consecration journey. 
and this Saturday is the D-Day. If you can join us physically, the details are on your screen. If you can't, you can obviously join in virtually by YouTube and by Zoom. But whatever you do, don't miss it. Oh, oh now, um, no, not the, not this. The, just the, yeah, take this back up for me. Um, take the, the the gain down on the keys. Now, um, we apologize that we haven't confirmed the venue for the summit yet. Uh, we were going to confirm it over the next day or two and then we got thrown a curveball there's been a there seems to be some uh, spiritual warfare concerning the venue but we will get it sorted by god's grace by the end of this week we will have resolved this we're trusting god one way or the other it will be in the city of london it will be in the central a46 region of london it's not going to be like uh, crawley or looting it's going to be in proper london what we know as proper london so give us a few more days we're grateful uh, for your patience but if you haven't registered go and do so now it is going quicker than you might want and finally this sunday um here in the embassy in london as well we have the general assembly uh, we're gathering the day after the, the forge 12 hours of prayer to seal the deal in the spirit a time of worship a time of prayer a time of divine transaction and prophetic release again if you can join us the details on your screen if you can't you can join in via youtube and facebook don't miss it amen amen if you want to give to everything including to the summit uh, let me let me say this now i noticed something first of all the summit is free amen someone say free now we on the on the on the registration page we put two buttons one button said register for free the other button says donate and then on the eventbrite page there is a voluntary donation tab Tony 350 something people so far have registered only one person gave or donated towards the summit I thought that was interesting 350 people registered only one person that we know of maybe somebody has done it by the bank account but only one person did it online um, I want to encourage you it's free no compulsion but if God lays on your heart we want to encourage you to to financially partner with the summit um, it's looking it's not looking like our because of some things that have gone on our budget for the venue is now more than double and it was already several thousand pounds several and it's just gone up times two you know and uh, that's one of the things that we found out today and as you heard me say i'm not moved i'm not shaken because we spend glory and part of glory is favor and relationships and so if god lays on your hearts to give towards the summit do so uh as god leads you but also in any other way you want to partner with what we do here at Kingdom Culture, the prayer culture, apostolic hub. You want to partner with our ministerial support fund. It's not for us. It's for pastors and missionaries around the world. Some here in the UK. None of them is a Kingdom Culture minister that we support uh, financially from time to time as the Lord gives us the grace to so that he can do ministry with a sense of dignity. Our media uh, project uh, and now more than ever... Uh, our permanent building project so i remember i mentioned earlier this year 
that God said it was time to start to put money together for our own embassy building. We currently lease the one that we're in. Well, the time has come. It seems like we may need to expedite that process. And so whatever the Lord lays on your heart to do as a one-time or an ongoing commitment, or if you believe that this is where you should be covenanting with as your house or store, uh, your tithe, your offerings, things of that nature, if this is your primary spiritual watering hole, the details are on your screen. God bless you as you do so. If you haven't joined Prayer Culture, we crossed 200 subscribers on YouTube this week. We give God glory. Of those 200 subscribers, less than half are on Telegram. So we want to see you in Telegram. The details are on your screen so you can be part of the inner working of the family. Come on down as well. It's a, an apostolic hub. It's non-denominational. We've got people from churches all around the world. And we gather for equipping, for strategic collaboration and fellowship around the issue of prayer and intercession father thank you for your glory in this house tonight meet us and establish covenants with us these days raise the new generation of patriarchs to god be the glory great things he has done god bless you have an amazing evening everybody see you tomorrow at 7 p.m on Zoom and the Prayer Culture YouTube channel. Sacrifice. What I have brought is a sacrifice.
Somewhere 
Wasted so much time. I know I've wasted so much time. I know I've wasted so much time. Please, Lord, I what is all I have brought. The sacrifice of it. One more time. I know I've wasted so much time. I know I've wasted so much time. I know